Shooters Touch Nation, do we have a great podcast for you today. We've brought on the executive director of Freedom Hoops in Kansas City, our good buddy, Michael Loney. We both go back quite a ways with Michael, with Brian going back all the way to elementary, up to middle school, and into high school basketball, with high school teams competing in the same conference and playing each other multiple times per year. On my side, I, I competed against Michael more so on the AAU circuit with my team, Eastern Iowa, competing against his team, Southern Iowa. What Michael's doing with Freedom Hoops is a little bit different from any guests we've had on the podcast. A lot would consider him a coach. However, what Michael's doing is changing lives of youngsters through the game of basketball and through faith. What he's been called to do, he's changed many lives, as I mentioned, and it's a great story about how he's come up, how he got to where he is at Freedom Hoops, and why he created Freedom Hoops. We hope you enjoy this episode, and as always, love your feedback. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We really hope you enjoy this episode with Michael Loney. Well, welcome back again, Shooters. We're back with another episode of Shooters Touch, and we have the Executive Director of Freedom Hoops, our good friend Michael Loney here. Michael, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Awesome, awesome. Well, we want to jump in a little bit about uh, you know how basketball came into uh, into your life um, as a as a child. You know, everybody has a different story, obviously. So, um, if you could start off, just just uh, I guess let us know a little bit about that. Yeah. So I, I'll never forget Brian. My first shot I ever made was in Algona. My cousin, Greg, Greg, uh, he, um, I I shot a soccer ball into a hoop when I was probably three or four. So that was fun. And my cousin, Greg, we had a lot of, we played a hundred by ones and we would just, he was probably five or six years older than me and he'd swat all my stuff. So, um, but so, you know, I'll never forget when I was finally eighth grade, I finally beat him, you know, and I was so pumped and he was, I think just in college. So, um, I never beat him until eighth grade. So, um, anyways, I finally got up to his height, but, uh, <laughs> it, it, anyways, Algona was a big, big play in, in, um, in my development, but yeah, I just always loved basketball growing up, seeing Michael Jordan play and, want to be like him and um, basketball is just a fun way to also just escape and um, compete and have fun and meet people so it's been awesome you know one of the things obviously Algona and Humboldt we were 23 miles apart but um, you know growing up playing playing a little bit of the local tournaments and stuff didn't really see you guys a whole lot um, until obviously we got into more school ball and um, seventh eighth grade when uh you guys would uh, you guys would run that little half to three quarter press in that small gym that you guys had down there, and you guys had all the length, and nobody could even get the ball over half court. But um, what was it like growing up? What did you guys do as far as obviously um, what you guys are doing with Freedom in the AU circuit now is completely different. But uh, what was it like until you got up to the varsity level as far as playing with some of the boys you grew up with? Right. Yeah. That that that's what made I, I feel like basketball so special. I don't, I don't know what it was like for both you two, but just growing up with your friends and playing ball with them, and you know, going recess, playing every single recess, and you know, uh, you know, recess was fun. And then uh, <laughs> then uh, middle school, you know, you play. And our my uh, my hardest uh, coach we had toughest coach 
was a, actually a, a, a girl and she was awesome. Um, Connie Rasmussen, Coach, Coach Rasmussen, she was so tough on us in eighth grade and we ran so much and I'm, you know, forever grateful for her. Um, but, uh, but yeah, growing up as a kid with our friends, that was just so fun. And then playing ball eventually into high school. So, um, yeah, that it, it, it was special. That was special. So, um, yeah, it was good. Now I, I forgot that our, our middle school gym there was really small. I forgot about that, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's definitely small. So it, it I think you guys got it across half court though. I think I'm pretty sure you did. So <laughs> it was, it was, a, it was a chore, but you guys took advantage of that. You guys had the length and had a uh, hard claw up front jumping around like a crazy man and making it hard on everybody. So yeah. it was fun. Yeah. It was good, good times, man. Um, and then Adam, you had mentioned something. Uh, so going in later in your high school career, um, you got a chance to play at AU with a couple, a couple guys over at Eastern Iowa too. What, who, did, who, who were you able to play with in high school during the summers? Right. Yeah, we played. Um, it was a team called Southern Iowa. So Adam was on Eastern Iowa, and they were they were stacked, obviously. Um, and then um, we played with like uh, if you remember Pierce him, him and Clayton Corver. They played at uh, Pella. And they went on to Creighton and Drake. Um, and then we had Todd Lawrence in. And now he's coaching, I believe, in Mount Marty somewhere. Uh, I can't remember. The, if it's Mount, it might be Mount Marty. Anyways, he, he's kind of coached around Buena Vista and other places. Um, Todd, Reggie Hoig, I think he's in Des Moines now. And um, Jeff Woodside and Mike Walters, they were out of uh, uh, Burlington. And then um, my brother Spielbauer, Jacob Spielbauer, he was down there by William Penn where his dad coached. So uh, Wapolo, Iowa, Wapolo. So uh, yeah, we had some, we had some talent. It was fun. They were just a good team. We didn't practice much. We just played and it was fun just to be a part of a solid just team and pass the ball around. I mean, Pearson Clayton obviously scored the most. They were our best two, but um, it was still a lot of fun. So it was good. Yeah, and, you know, we, we were actually talking about that before you got on today. But, um, you know, we were obviously with <clears> – <throat> you mentioned Eastern Iowa, just kind of a – I mean, honestly, our dads put that team together because none of us uh, – we, we all tried out for Martin Brothers. I don't know if you remember Martin Brothers, right. but they, mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> they had a team back then. None of us made that team, so we just all wanted to play. Kind of like you, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, Southern Iowa. We – one or two practices before we would play a tournament – and we'd go to that tournament, have some fun with each other, play some hoops, and then we'd go back. And it was, you know, two or three, two or three travel, travel weekends. Obviously, completely different nowadays. Um, right. However, you know, it was it was fun to build those relationships and stuff like that. And if I'm if I'm thinking about this right, our junior year, you guys you guys made it down to Florida, didn't you, with nationals? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then yeah. you guys get eighth place there. It was. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it was a good yeah. year. How did you guys finish? I can't remember. What did you guys do? We were we were in top twenty, I think. But we, I remember sitting there watching you guys in that eighth or ninth place game, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, I thought I thought that was top ten. That's a that's a good year, nationals. That's for sure. Yeah, it was good. We lost our first round of the tournament. I remember that, and then we ended up winning, winning, winning. And I'll never forget. Probably the thing I'll never forget about that tournament was going to block somebody out. And they're already around me and like grabbing a ball. So there's times where I was like, I didn't even go yeah. for the ball. I just like pushed them out the way and <laughs> chest to chest. I mean, it, you know, that type of level of basketball. I mean, I, I, and I didn't do great, but it was, it was, yeah, it was something else. So, 
it's fun to play yeah. against those those players that you're not typically used to playing against. Right, you know, right, yeah. Like that. that was awesome. Hey, Mike, so you talk about boxing out, and Adam and I talked about it a little before you jumped on with us, but uh, kind of referred to you as the big fundamental. Uh, <laughs> the way with it, uh, your game went about, and, you know, I was talking well, to Adam and to some guys prior to you coming on and just saying how you used to just eat our guys, our posts, just eat them for lunch. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember specifically in high school telling our post being like, hey, you know, Loney's got to move. Like, if he needs a bucket, he's got to move. Like, you need to move. Like, you don't have a move. You don't know what you're going to do. Like, he's going to drop step. He's going to get you out of the way. He's going to lay up. And if you try to overplay that, he's spinning middle. Like, we know what he's yeah. going to do, but we still can't stop it. Yeah. And so, as I was telling Adam before you got on, I'm like, we just had battles with Humboldt. Um, and you guys had a solid team. I mean, you had a good core of players that you guys all played together for a long time. Um, yeah. But one of the situations in which that I have to ask you about, and of course, uh, my buddy Jacob Pepper, I, I texted him earlier too, and he says, <laughs> he goes, make sure you ask Loney how many threes Tanner Thompson had hit prior to that <laughs> one he hit at our place our senior year. Man, is that was that the case? Did he hit it? Or I can't remember. Cause I remember Dustin made something at the end, right? To, yep. to win it the, your senior year. Yep. Man, I, I would say Tanner probably hit five his whole career, maybe oh, ten. I'll, I'll ask Tanner. I'll ask Tanner. But yeah, I, I would say ten tops. Um, yeah, yeah. Right, right so, place, right he, time. Sounds like. Remind me of that three. What was it like a mo- pivotal moment, or what happened? Yeah, it was. We were coming down the stretch. I think we were under a minute, and you guys had. I can't remember if it was in transition or if he missed and got a tip out, and he was standing there at the wing and just stepped up and shot it like he'd shot a hundred of them and nailed it. And then we came back and I think we got a bucket and then something I was telling Adam, something happened on one of the inbounds where there was a tip ball and the ref didn't call it tip. And then you guys had another possession. I think that's when Harclaw hit that little up and under leaner off the front of the rim that went in to win it. Yeah. Yeah. And that was our chance, man. That was our chance to get you guys. And we, I don't think we ever did. I mean, for two years there, I think you guys got us every time. It was always close, but yeah wow and then i also remember one other thing was at your place on jersey debut night Um, (laughs) you guys you guys got new jerseys i'll never forget this so you guys got new jerseys jersey debut night ready to roll out the new home unis of course back then you know getting jerseys was a big deal it's not like now these kids get jerseys you know every other week but um uh, I remember I was the first one in the locker room and I get down there and I, I said to our manager, I'm like, Hey, that's great. But where are our road jerseys at? Cause he had them all set up in the locker room. And he's like, what do you yeah. mean? I'm like, you got the whites. I'm like, where are, where are our road jerseys at? Like, Wait, you gotta be kidding me. And I'm like, are you serious? So we brought the home jerseys. You guys are trying to debate, uh, debut your home jerseys. And then you guys had to switch and put the old road back on. <laughs> oh my goodness. That was so funny, man. That was awesome. That was so, I love those blue ones, but, uh, no, I'll never forget that. Our coach is like, I guess their football manager, you know, he, he brought like, you know, they're, they're, that's how they do it in football. So we can't wear our new jerseys. Man. I was like, that's so that just sounds like a classic outgoing mind game right there, you know? <laughs> just getting, getting you guys out of your rhythm right off the bat. Uh, that was fun. And then uh, I remember Jacob Peffer, you tell him I remember his black and red 11s. I remember him wearing those that game. Maybe you had a pair of those too. I think you had the white and blacks, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. So that's funny. No, I remember that for sure. That was funny. 
Oh, good times. And then, uh, obviously, then you were, went on, uh, a couple of us, obviously, throughout the conference. We had, that, that conference was good. I mean, we, we had some dudes every night, um, had a lot of fun playing against each other, and a lot of us had an opportunity yeah. to go on and continue to play. Um, what was things like for you, then, heading up uh, to South Dakota? How was your, how was your college career? What, uh, how would you explain that, and what did you take away from that experience? Yeah, uh, I would say high school, if I look through just basketball experiences, my, my favorite experiences have been uh, high school basketball college was um, it was difficult the, there's a verse that, that comes to my mind always uh, Galatians 6 13 says man never boast in anything except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ there's so many times um, you know I was an undersized post I wasn't great um, the big fundamental doesn't always work in college and so um, it was difficult, and we lost a lot of games. We transitioned from Division Two to Division One. They were they were successful Division Two, going to Division One. In ways, they recruited kind of guys from big city and got away from what made them successful in the first place at Division Two. And so, um, obviously, you got to play with Adams' uh, AU teammate uh, Joe Green and um, uh, Ben Barron and Jake Winnick played with you guys too, right? Uh, yeah. Adam, yeah, so three of uh, Adam's teammates there, and they were super uh, skilled and good. Um, so, yeah, college is really rough, but God, God uses a way to grow me, and I think even use it as a way to um, get me prepared for, you know, what we're doing currently now. And and uh, but I, yeah, I I learned so much about who I was in Christ. Uh, there was times where, honestly, I didn't love it, um, just because I don't know what your experience was like, Adam. I'd love to hear yours, but just the pressure. I love redshirting. You know, I redshirted my first year. I was, you know, doing great. And when, when it came to actually playing, I just it didn't, it didn't always, it didn't always happen. I don't know how to explain it. So yeah. I think some of that was mentally, I wasn't always there. Um, we were transitioning and didn't have guys older and a lot of guys left. So we, I played with 50 guys in five years. So, you know, guys, left the program and we didn't have like a lot of senior junior leadership so it was just me a dude from humble Iowa you know yeah. going up against Kentucky Illinois whatever you know <laughs> yeah you know and just didn't have someone to model that and that, that, that's not anyone's fault except mine um there's things I look back on I wish I'd done differently but uh, I had four knee surgeries that was rough um met I mean Ben Barron I'm so good friends with Ben um yeah so it's it's been um, it's been good. I, oh, it was, excuse me, it was good, and it's fun to look back on. And got some great teammates. Teammates that came to Christ. Um, Muhammad uh, Berte came to Christ. Ben came to Christ during college. So um, solid friends. Garrett Callahan still talk to him. And so yeah, that, that's kind of, I don't know if that answers your question, but that was what my experience was. What my experience was like. So yeah, and I think that. You mentioned, <clears throat> you mentioned, you know, the lack of junior senior leadership. I mean, you're transitioning to, you know, division one where you're playing, I used to say Kentucky, Illinois. I think, I think Joe, he talks a lot about a game against Marquette, maybe at Marquette where maybe the score was a little bit lopsided. Um, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, you're, you're doing that. You're doing that night after night without, you know, without senior leadership to essentially really pick up these, these younger people with, you know, you, Joe, and I mean, even, 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 you know, Jake, and I mean, Ben too, you're, you're the guy on your team and you're used to winning. You're not, not that used to losing. I'm sure, you know, the losses came, you know, but if you're getting 
getting pounded every, every night, that's hard to, it's hard to cope with. And I, you know, not to mention, you know, the transition from high school to college, um, the bigger crowds and stuff like that. So, um, I, it sounds like overall you had a, had a good opportunity and, you know, had a good, um, had a, had a, had a good experience, which is great, but there, there definitely are struggles. So I, I hear you there, man. Yeah. And I still love my coach, coach Scott Nagy. He's no longer there at, um, South Dakota State's at Wright State. We still stay in contact. I need to give him a call here. But um, he, he was a solid, godly man. And, and he yelled at me a ton. You can ask Ben. <laughs> but but uh, he yelled at me more than anybody. And I don't know why. I think it's because I could take it. But um, but uh, we, we're still good friends. And, and um, I love him. I love Coach Nagy and Coach uh, Daryl Cunningham, Troy Larson. Troy Larson is there at Iowa Lakes Community College. Oh. Actually, one of our Freedom Hoops kids is up there playing with him or playing on his team. Um, so it's kind of fun to see. That's um, awesome. But, uh, but yeah, overall, it was good. It was really difficult, though, too. So I think you mentioned it several times. Obviously, the biggest thing with this game and the game of basketball, obviously, it's what brought the three of us um, together here today. But uh, just the relationships that obviously you can you form and you create and that uh, last from those situations. Like you said, you, you learn from every experience. Um, obviously my experience at Warburg and some of the friends and guys that I was able to meet and teammates are still some of my best friends and guys that were standing up with me at my wedding. And, and those are, those are opportunities and situations that obviously the good and the bad, you kind of ride with it, but the friendships and the relationships that you build are, are second to none. That's for sure. Right. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Well, hey, let's um, let's jump into Freedom Hoops. Um, how did this how this idea come about? How did it start? Yeah. What is what I got? What is Freedom Hoops? Yeah, so I think big, big picture. My whole life, I've had a desire to share Jesus Christ, let people come to know Him, follow Him. As a kid, that's kind of what I, um, that was my desire. Then as I grew up, it was like, okay, yeah, it's this thing called discipleship, following Jesus wherever he takes you. And so um, at, South Dakota, excuse me, at South Dakota State, I had an um, awesome opportunity through Campus Crusade and FCA and other groups that kind of poured into me. And I was like, man, I want to do sports ministry. And so um, all my life, like I said, I want to be a, a pastor um, or a, like a teacher in an underground Bible uh, or a teacher coach, underground Bible teacher, you know, we do, uh, that was kind of my hope. And so, uh, I taught for nine years and, um, <clears throat> taught at a Christian school for five here in Kansas city. I got down, down here through Canacuck camps and, um, with, with that desire teaching and coaching at Kansas city Christian school, it didn't go great. I, I, I wasn't a great coach. Um, I tried to run like a college program rather than just like focusing on fundamentals. And anyways, I decided to leave. Um, and that, that was difficult. Um, but as I, in my transition, um, there was a ministry named freedom fire that, uh, did ministry here in Kansas city, um, through, they had like low income housing units in the area. And so they do Friday night outreach and hang out with them. And so I knew, you know, as a kid, you know, you guys growing up with uh, kids um, when uh, stereotypically, however you want to say it, just like kids in the city love basketball, right? I mean, it's just kids in the city love basketball. So um, as I resigned, I, you know, I, I called um, Coach Kevin Casey there at uh, Freedom Fire. I said, hey, man, I know kids in the city love basketball. Let's start doing something. So we, what we did, 
it's just north of downtown, like a half mile, mile, whatever. And you just play. Uh, we do Bible study from 12, 1230 on Saturday mornings. And then from 1232, we just hoop. We play basketball. And, and so, you know, me, I don't have a crazy vertical leap. And the, hoop, the hoop's just about 9, 10. So I could dunk on the kids. And I felt <laughs> it was kind of a self-esteem booster type thing, you know. Uh, kids liked it. It was fun. We it, it was adults. that It was a mixture of, like, middle school, high school, and adults. And so games were competitive. And uh, I learned, you know, if you if you get fouled, you know, you, you don't you don't uh, you call foul and you still make it. They don't give it to you. So, you know, I learned little things like that. I'm like, what the heck this is weird. But uh, um, but, um, but it was awesome. And so the, uh, we had six kids come over and over again. They kept coming, kept coming. And so we started to pour into them. And and by God's grace, like I was taking the kids out to like 7-Eleven and other things, you know, spending money um my own money and, and then i shared kind of what we wanted to do f- um with with a guy who uh, really cared for me he took care of our whole budget and it has just been it's been so fun to see um so here we are um that, that started in like 2014 um 2016 we officially had a name and then 2018 i quit teaching and uh this is now my this will be my third year doing it full time and God has provided every penny. So big picture, you know, what is freedom hoops? Freedom hoops is an inner city basketball ministry uh, where we're cultivating disciples on the court and one-on-one in our, in our vision. We have, our vision is to see every court hope found lives change. And we ultimately see people um, lives changed by the gospel, by people trusting and believing and following Jesus and, uh, having him reorient your desires, your love, uh, your love, right? He calls us to love him with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. So that's what we want to see in our young men. Um, Coach Darren and myself, Coach Darren grew up actually in the, in the, um, in the area that we minister to. My wife, she helps do like the media, website, um, accounting type stuff. And my role is uh, investing in our leaders, um, born into our donors. And I got a kid. Um, uh, a kid, a couple kids. This past spring, I was still investing about three kids, and so our heartbeat is to see how can we train up as many godly men and women to go to every about fifteen courts in the Northeast, indoor, outdoor, community center. Um, how can we train up godly men to go cultivate disciples right on the court and one on one? We want to get as many guys in the lives of our of our young men as possible because a lot of our guys are. Um, single parent households, not all of them, right? But a lot, single parent households um, in poverty, right? Um, not all, but uh, the, the majority in that, in that, in that mile, there's about 750 low income housing units all within a mile radius. So um, for one reason or not, or for one reason or another, our families are in this situation and, 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 and some of it just, man, they were, there were, born right born in this situation and man our kids like find themselves like man they're struggling because they're in a difficult situation and and and, and so um it, it's uh it's a privilege that our parents actually trust us because like me i'm a farm kid from iowa um that i that i get to go and hang out with kids play ball develop relationships and, and with families and, and share the precious message of jesus and um 
I don't know. It's just it's just humbling that I get to actually do this because I never thought I'd ever get to do something like this and use basketball as a real, a way to to reach people for Christ, you know, and just reach people in general too, like care for them, love them, and and um, that that's my heart. And um, it's not so much to crank out competitive uh, like down here in Kansas City. You got Mo Can run GMC. You got you know Martin Brothers used to be in Iowa. I don't know if they're still a thing up in Iowa. I think they are a little bit, but we're not trying to. Com- pump out competitive basketball players and see them, you know, do make, get to the NBA. If, if that ever happened, we got an NBA kid. Awesome. But most importantly, we want to see our young men like, Hey, graduate high school, love Jesus, everything they have, see Jesus flow into their job and their spouse and God willing their kids and families or communities. So um, we want to make a, like a long-term generational eternal impact that God willing will be worshiping them in heaven. Uh, with you know together so that's kind of that's that's freedom hoops man so (laughs) awesome i tell you what we've been following along with a lot of stuff you guys been doing for a while and we definitely know you're making a big impact on uh on those kids lives and obviously a big reason why we wanted to have you on but how so what do you what do you think what are your numbers at right now how many how many kids roughly do you have in the program yeah so typically on a tuesday we would we would see anywhere between 30 and 50 kids on Tuesday. Right. And then like on a Saturday it would be 20 to 40. It just, it, you just never know. Sometimes weather, sometimes kids move, whatever. But um, you know, that's typically our numbers. And then we'd be hanging out with kids during the week or seeing kids games. Uh, we also had like our high school, our, our high school when we did competitive ball. So like last summer, 2000, what? 17, 18, and 19, we did competitive AU basketball, too, with, with one team. and um, That has its own challenges, but uh, um, we saw a kid come to faith. We, when the coronavirus happened and we weren't able to see our kids on Tuesdays and Saturdays, we just started going to kids' houses, and, and a kid, he's actually going to go there and play, play, play ball at Graceland University there in Iowa, um, solid young man, and, and uh, we were just reading John 10, and said, hey, man, you, you, are you outside the gate? Are you right by the entrance? Or are you inside with Jesus there at John 10 says? And, and, um, and uh, he said, I want to be in there. And so we, I gave him about five or six weeks. Finally, just say, hey, man, where are you at? What do you want to be? He said, I want to be inside. So we prayed. And uh, he's, you know, seeking God the best he can. And, um, and so we, and we got some other kids, too, that have come to faith. That's been fun and, um, just to see what God's going to end up doing their life, man. It's fun. So and it's fun too. You say make an impact in their life, man. They're making an impact in my life, my family. Um, you know, they, they get to hang out with my son, Caleb, and they sold fireworks and they're pouring in my young, young boy, uh, Caleb. And my son, Caleb thinks he owns a fireworks stand, you know, or we do, you know, <laughs> and just, and, you know, and they're teaching Caleb stuff. So it is a blast to do what I get to do. That's good. You talk about obviously. I know it's not the goal, but you guys have been competitive, and you. It sounds like you have at least a few guys. I mean, how many guys are going to, on to continue to play? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I'm going to think we got about eight guys from this past year. A lot of them played. Ju- are going to go JUCO. Um, I, th- I think we're at like seven or eight, and I, I should have that number memorized. But um, it's, it's somewhere around seven or eight guys that that are going to play JUCO or, or um, you know juco ball or college ball so that's kind of fun another one of the other kids is going to go to arizona state 
go to Arizona State and just like be a student, which is awesome, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I got to ask him about that. Arizona State, that's awesome. But uh, uh, but yeah. So we got some, yeah we had some players this past year, and and uh, I just hope that uh, you know that orange ball uh, keeps me out of trouble. Yes, but ultimately, all <laughs> Christ for sure. So yep. Awesome. Definitely, definitely a good tool. And obviously you're giving them, uh, like you said, tools on and off the court to even be able to go to these places. Like, you know, obviously come up here north to Iowa or out to Arizona. Um, there, it, there's, as we talked about with us in our college careers, there's a lot more than just basketball that you need to be right. able to learn and uh, be able to take with you. And obviously you, what you're doing and what your, your team and everyone's doing down there is awesome, man. I love to hear it and providing these kids with a great opportunity. Right, right, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's been um, it's been fun. You know, and just even with this coronavirus, we've had some volunteers step up, and say, "Hey, man, I want to get, I want to, I want to invest in these, you know, certain kids." And we have some one our um, volunteer uh, take some kids, and, you know, work them out, and just little things like that, where you see other volunteers starting to get the stories, and they get to see God transform lives in their own life. Like, man, that's just what it's about. So that's our prayer that God would bring in more and more godly men and women to, to invest in our young men and, and, um, and, and uh, see God do some amazing things. So that's awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, it is, it's great. I, I mean, Brian, and I talk about it all the time. We want to talk to people that are passionate about basketball and, you know, you're obviously passionate about basketball, but there's so much more behind it, which is, which is very, very cool uh, to, to hear and, and to talk to you about Michael for sure. So, um, well, hey, at the, at the end of our podcast episodes, we do what we call a little bit of rapid fire. Yes. So Brian's going to ask you a couple questions. We just, all, all you have to do is say the first thing that comes to mind. Easy cool. enough. Have, have a little fun here. Um, first one for you, man, is going to be favorite gym or arena you've ever played or coached or been in. What's, uh, what's your favorite arena? Kentucky, and I also like Webster City, so I'll do both. Jeff Jim. Webster City. Jeff Jim is nice. I like Jeff that. <laughs> the old one. I don't know if they. I don't know if they remodeled it or what, what, that little thing. Man, that was fun. I I tell you what, Jeff Jeff Jim. Obviously, that place would get loud. Um, the barn at Eagle Grove too, man. They, that thing yeah. get, that that thing would get rocking as well. We had a, yeah. we had a few of those gyms in our league that uh, yeah. were a lot of fun. And obviously, Rump Arena, you can't you can't uh, go wrong with that. So, um, I think I know the answer to this one, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Who's the um, who's the greatest basketball player of all time? Yes, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. <laughs> yes, that was easy. born on February seventeenth, nineteen sixty three. Or Look the 15th. No, 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 17th. He's 17th. Yeah, 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 17th. 1963. Yes, sir. <laughs> did you uh did you get a chance to watch the latest documentary series or what? Yeah, my wife and I, we yeah, we waited for them things all week long. That popcorn pop and oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, that was so fun. You guys like them? Absolutely. It was definitely an event. We we jumped on and did a, <laughs> a podcast after each episode or actually yeah. each night. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Good Made work. It. Made an event of it, that's for sure, man. So, all right. So, obviously, I've driven through Humble a hundred times. I've eaten at the Dairy Queen sixty-five nice. times. But uh, next time I go to Humble, where do I gotta stop and eat at? Brother, you gotta go to Pasquale's. Pasquale's Pizza. There, it's just, it's just uh, what? It's uh, just south there, to Dairy Queen. It's, it's really good. Yeah, man. Good pizza. It's thin pizza. Real good stuff. Yeah, man. 
you won't go wrong there. It's, it's, it's funny you yes, brought sir. that up. It's funny you brought that up because I, I, well, I knew you were going to say that, first of all. But um, <laughs> uh, uh, my wife and I were actually talking about it the other day because I was like, you know what? I've, I've, they have them in the, in the stores and everything all around here. So you can get them all the time, you know. And I'm like, I've driven by that hundreds of times. Never actually stopped in there. I've heard about how good it is and all that. So, no, that's uh, good. Cool. I'm glad you said that. Um, all right. So, one other thing here. I know you and I, we've kind of gone back and forth a lot with this, and we ask all of our guests, but uh, what's what's your favorite hoop shoe? What's your favorite basketball shoe? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan Levins. Um, love the white and the black ones there. Concords, where they want to say, but – Yep, never had a pair of 11s, so waiting. I'm hoping one my I always tell my kids, I coach, I say, hey, man, anytime you want to give me a gift, just size 15 Jordan 11s, any color I'll take. So, uh, anyway, so yep. still haven't gotten them, uh, but someday maybe. That's an iconic shoe right there, man. It can't go wrong with yes, them. Sir. Um, all right, so Kansas City, I mean, you're down there. You've been down there for quite a while now, home, home of barbecue. Uh, where, where do I got to go to get the best of barbecue in Kansas City? Right, Yep. <sighs> Do you like to get yelled at, or do you want, or do you like just a nice, just nice experience? We want, we want your favorite place, Michael. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I'm gonna say Joe's KC Barbecue. Gates is good. You get yelled at, but it's not as good as Joe. It's not the food isn't as good. The atmosphere is good, but at, at Gates, but the food is better at Joe's KC. That's for all sure. right. Yes, sir. That's it. I got to note that next time I'm down that way. Yeah. Holy yeah. man, I'll take you out. I'll take you out for some barbecue for sure. That'd be okay. awesome. Love it. Both um, you guys. This one, this one's a little bit of a loaded question. I know you've kind of answered it throughout the podcast, but uh, what's your favorite part about Freedom Hoops and what you guys are doing down there with your program? Oh, man. Yeah, I, I just love seeing lives change, um, young men the light bulb goes off and they're, and they're falling Christ and, and, um, and then also just seeing other, um, coaches and disciples getting in the lives of our kids. And, and now they have the stories to, to share and, um, their lives are being changed as well. So it, that, that's, that by far is seeing kids come to know Jesus, following him, walking in his ways. Oh, that's just the best. So yeah, man. Yeah. Awesome. That's so. awesome. All right, last one here to get you out on. We have basketball back at the highest level. It's a little bit in a bubble, but uh, who Ooh. you got take? Who you got taking the NBA championship home this year? Well, you know, the Warriors are out, right? So, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I know I said uh, Jordan's the, the best, but I will halfway be okay with the Lakers winning simply because, and maybe this just doesn't make sense because I got Anthony Davis, but I feel like. They got more role players, right? I know they, uh, the, um, the Bradley guy, he's not in there anymore, but I just feel like they're doing a better job of getting role players around LeBron rather than just trying to get superstars. I don't know if you agree with me, but um, I, would, I would be okay with LeBron when he still won't be the greatest. But uh, <laughs> and I'm not really rooting for him. I'll just be okay if they win it. I'm trying to think who I'm actually rooting for. I don't know, man. I hate Lakers, the Lakers are a good Can't answer. Stand Can't stand Harden. Um, what about the Clippers? Celtics, Brad Stevens, good, you know, good team ball. Jason Tatum. 
I don't know, man. I'll, I'll be okay. I don't want the Clippers to win because that just doesn't make sense when you leave Toronto to go to L.A. That just makes no sense. <laughs> I mean, but hey, he can do what he wants to do, right? So, um, but uh, I was literally thinking about that this morning. But so I'll be okay with. I'll just say this: I'll be okay with Lakers winning it, and I'll root for the Celtics since I think they're kind of underdogs. So yeah, I'll take I'll take a Lake Show Celtics Finals. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. So in what October? Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, it's so backwards. I don't don't even know what day it is anymore. This is this whole yeah. thing is wild, man. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. well, hey, Michael, we we so appreciate you jumping on, telling us a little bit about your story. Obviously, uh, reliving some uh, great memories that we all had together and chopping things up a little bit. And so, yes, sir. Um, again, just really appreciate your time and and spending some spreading the word with us and having some fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys have been awesome. Thanks for having me. And yeah, thanks, uh, Michael. Glad to be a part of it, man. Can't wait to, I want to hear more of your episodes. So we like to hear that. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, well, Hey, and to all of our listeners too, uh, as usual, we appreciate you listening. Please follow us on social media at shooters touch IA on Twitter and Instagram. And then just, um, on Facebook, just, just search for shooters touch. Um, wherever you list your podcast, if you like the podcast, which I'm sure you do, Give us a five-star rating. We'd appreciate it. And always remember, shooters shoot.